as Bo said. My name is Edward McDonald, and uh, I'm usually on the sidelines, um, so today I'm going to be speaking. Um, in front of everybody, used to hate this when I was uh, in high school and junior high and everything, but now, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. Um, so yeah, uh, today I'll just, you know, we've been going through the parables um, of Jesus, and today we're going to talk about um, the talents, the talents found in Matthew. There's two stories, there's like the talents and then there's the minas. Um, one's in Luke, which is, the Luke is the one I read recently, um, and that one kind of convicted me, because, you know, like the first time you read it, it seems like, man, this is kind of harsh. Like, this is, this, is some, this is a mean king or a mean leader. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of go through it and, and look at, you know, what, what kind of truth Jesus was trying to bring out. So the title is The Kingdom is For You. Um, <clears throat> and I really think that's true. Um, it's kind of hard to see sometimes in, in, in some of these stories where, you know, there's some harsh truths and there's some callings to, you know, be a better person or do things one way, but, um, so we'll just, actually, yeah, I, I should, I'm going to pray, uh, and then we'll get into it. Um, so God, thank you for, um, this time today. Thank you for being here. God, we welcome you. Father, we want to hear from you. God, I pray that you're here in this room and you're speaking to each individual, God, and, um, I thank you for that, Father, and, you know, all things, um, that you work for your good, so, so God, make, make the words um, come from you directly, God, and, and not from me. And Father, I pray that uh, you bring some good truth and insight and, and, and help us live it out, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so Matthew 25, 14 says, For it will be like a man on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Um, so the, it starts off, um, just right away, a guy is going to say, hey, here's, here's something. I'm going to give you all my property. So he gives him something valuable, right? Um, I would, you know, while I'm speaking up here, if you guys want to, I was trying to figure out what a talent was. Some say it's like, you know, like a thousand grams of gold. Some are like, it's three months salary. There's a bunch of different situations. All I'm saying is that it's a bunch of money that you didn't have before, right? So you're just given a bunch of money. Um, not only money, but, you know, in some of the descriptions of what talent is, um, it's like three months pay. So in a sense, you're getting, you know, three months of time, right? So you're getting a bunch of money and you're getting time that this, you know, the king is, is giving you. So you don't have to work for this money, you're just saying, hey, here's some money, and here's a bunch, you know, like, I'm giving you time, and it's, it's not on top of what you have to do. It's like, hey, you know, almost like quit your day job, do this thing for me. So that's kind of cool. Um, so, if, yeah, and then the other one was the minas. <clears throat> There's a couple different descriptions on what a mina is. I think mina was like a actual value of money, and talent was like a weight of measurement. So, um, if you guys find out specifics on that, you can let me know. Um, but in any case, it's, it's, uh, it's something valuable. And it's from the king, you know, it's like, it's, it's 
it's a king saying, hey, take my money and do something with it. So you have his property. And it kind of changes the situation when you go to the marketplace and you try and do business. You know, it's not the same old guy like, hey, I'm a servant of the king. It's like, hey, this is the king's money and I'm going to do something with it. People look at you a little different. Um, the thing that comes to mind is always, which is the classic, Pretty Woman. Which, um, how many people have seen Pretty Woman? I would think more than that. But yeah, Pretty Woman, I, maybe I should go into a little bit. She goes into a store um, and they kind of look at her funky because she's got like, I don't know, street clothes or whatever. And the store is like really fancy and uppity. So they're like, we don't want to do business with you, leave our store. And then she comes back, right? Um, but she comes with a big old paycheck or like a, a, a cash, like a blank check, right? So she's buying all these clothes and then she says to the woman that told her to leave, she's like, well, I don't want her to get commissioned. Give the commission to this other girl. So, you know, the other girl was like, sure, I'll help you with whatever you want. So it kind of changed the situation when you come, you know, in the proxy of the king or with the king, with the king's money kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so the other thing is that it's interesting, I don't know, if, if, if you put yourself in the situation and, I don't know, I mean, we don't really have kings in these days, but your boss, I guess your boss, whoever your boss is at the moment, just says, hey, I'm going to give you money. Like, there's no essay, there's no, like, I'm worth it because of this. It's not like, hey, put an application in and we'll see if you get selected. He kind of just calls people and says, I want you to do business for me. So there's, there's some level of, of trust that he already knows, because I mean, I guess he is a king and he knows his servants. So we'll move on um, to the next portion. Um, after he, you get something valuable, he, in, I kind of like the Luke version of this, Luke 19. In Matthew, it kind of, it kind of just, it says he came and he gave him money and then he left. So it's kind of like there's no direction. But in Luke, um, it actually says, that he says engage in business until I come. So it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, when the king left in Matthew, I put you in charge of my possessions, right? Um, kings are always looking for money. I don't know if that's the case, but. But I like the Luke because it says do something. I want you to go out and I want you to do business in my name or like with my property. Um, so there's a command element there. He says, hey, I'm going to give you something valuable, but you, know, you have to do something. You can't just, you can't just sit around. So um, there's this, I mean, you guys probably know, but I, there's like a, in the, the Hebrew culture, there's, there's a negative commandment, right? The negative commandments are usually don't do this thing, like don't murder, like don't take a brick and throw it through a window, like don't, do something bad. Like those are negative commandments, you know, like they set limits, they, they, they corral, kind of like, hey, stay on this path. Um, and then there's positive commandments, which are like love your neighbor and like do these things, like build the community, help each other out, and it takes, it takes like an action. Um, and the other good thing about the, the, the positive commandment is that there's, there's freedom in what he said. He said, go and engage in business. He didn't say how to. He didn't say, you know, I want you to go and buy a vineyard. I want you to go and buy an olive grove, orchard. I don't know what that word is. Um, and he didn't say, you know, a time, he didn't give him a time frame. He just said, hey, take what I've given you, 
and go and do. Um, and then there's an element of that he knows his servants. Um, and he knows that they have specific talents and abilities. Um, likewise, you know, all of us have, you know, we're all different. You know, God's made us to be certain people, like administrators. Some people are good with numbers. Some people love spreadsheets. Other people hate spreadsheets. Um, so he's saying, go use what I've given you and go use who you are in the community and do business that way. I think that's really, really exciting because, you know, some, I mean, when I first started my job, I was like right behind the owner and he was like, I, I want to hear you make calls. And it was weird because I, I was like, the people would ask me questions and I'd try and look at, because I do construction, I don't know if anyone knows, um, but I look at plans a lot and I look at, and I talk to subcontractors, I always have questions about what's going on. So I, I would take a question and I would look in the plans to try and figure out what this guy's asking me and he, I would get yelled at, like, you need to just make a call, make a call. And I'm like, but they have questions. Like, I don't care, call someone else. I'm like, okay. So I, I don't like that. I like now where I'm given a set of plans and they say, hey, tell me what this building's gonna cost. And I'm like, okay, I have to look at everything. And I just have freedom to do, you know, there's priorities and like get a team together and like, you know, it's, it's, it's more exciting to do it, you know, kind of the way I feel like I need to do it than do it some other, some other way. Um, so with the command, it's usually um, obligatory, like, there's an obligation. Um, like you have to, you have to, he gives them the valuable property, his property, and then he says, go do something. Um, and I don't know, I was, when I was thinking about this, it seems like the Old Testament is very, uh, you know, black and white. There's like, you, you do this, and you don't do this. And there's, there's, there's a hard, fast rule. Like some guy tripped and fell and touched the ark on accident and he fell over dead. It's like, you know, that's, that's pretty intense. So I know, I don't know. Anyways, so nowadays we have, I was thinking about the other thing is that in the United States we have the Bill of Rights. We have, and I remember growing up, like I feel like I'm, I'm due whatever, respect, or like I, you know, I have a right to privacy, like I have a right, like in the Bill of Rights, you know, you have a right to, you know, bear arms, you have a right to free speech, like you have these rights that are just given to you, but like there's not a lot of that in the Old Testament, it's like, yes, you do this thing, like, you know, if you take care of uh, the poor and the hungry, and if you, you know, you can harvest, but don't harvest everything, you know? Like, you have to do these things, and then the God will be with you. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of obligation. Like, I feel like the, it's a hard truth, but there are obligations. Um, and we're not, I mean, we're not used to that. We don't live in a kingdom. There's not, like, I don't know, man. I, there's some stories in the Bible. We were just reading some Chronicles, and it was like, hey, you did something wrong, and you get your head cut off. It's like, it's, it's pretty intense, but... What's good these days is that Jesus has come and he's, he's teaching us the love that God really wants to give to us. Um, so, and then the other thing is that they're not left out to dry. Like the king is, 
is with them in a sense that they're working on his authority. Um, and you'll see later, which I know most of you have read this, but you know, he says, enter into the king's joy. Um, you know, the king is for them. He's, he wants them to do the work and he wants them to succeed. He wants them to be um, successful in what they're doing, right? And I forget this so quickly that, you know, sometimes God does something good for me or like, um, man, I don't know, like I get the opportunity to, to partner with someone or I get the opportunity to like, you know, help someone go on a mission trip or, or partner with someone that's in the mission field. And usually when that happens, you know, God, he recognizes that. And, and he, I can, t- I can tell, and I hate doing this, but so we sold our house and I, I was like, oh man, I didn't really like make this income. It was just, it was already there. So I didn't feel like I had to tithe it, you know? I was like, well, I, I already owned the house and it wasn't realized. So it was really hard for me to, to just accept like, okay, it was given, the house was given to me, right? Whatever it increased in value, that was given to me by God. So I was like, oh man. And Jonathan pointed me out, he's like, pointed out to me, he's like, yeah, you should, I mean, you should tithe on it, right? You're, you're getting money, like you're, you gain value. And, and I realized, that, yeah, it's not, I mean, I didn't do anything to gain value or to increase its value. So, yeah, so I just tithe. And I was like, oh, man, and it hurt, too. It was, it was a chunk, and it hurt really bad. Because um, I was, you know, we have house projects, and I'm just like, you know, I was, I was needing a new car, and there's my mom wrecked our vehicle, and I was like, oh, man. But right after that, we had a meeting at work, and I was like, my, my new boss, he was like, hey, uh, let's go talk. And I was like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. But we went in there, and he was like, I want to I bring you up, and I want to give you um, a new title, and you're getting a raise with that. And I was like, completely unexpected, completely unexpected. So I am just so thankful. You know, it's like I forget that happened, and then, you know, maybe a week or two, the feelings kind of, I mean, not the feelings, but the, the situation fades, you know what I mean? And then you forget that God is there, and he is working, and he, you know, he's for us, um, and he wants to bring us into this. So, I mean, like, remembering, um, it's so powerful to remember. And, I mean, it's not in my notes, but, you know, like, when... In the Old Testament, I, I don't even know where, but it's like, as you, as you wake up in the morning, teach these to your children, and then as you go about the day, teach these words, my words to your children, and then as you sit, and then as you lay down, it's like, remember, like, keep it, keep it in your head, because it, it fades so fast. Um, <clears throat> so I'll go on to um, Matthew twenty-five nineteen. Now after a time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So there's, there is a time to come where, I don't know, Jonathan said it when we were at the park, it's like there's a judgment, which seemed harsh, but, you know, we, do, we are accountable to our actions. You know, like what we do, we, there is a time where we come to a place where, you know, what did you do? Did you, did you do what I told you to do? So there's, um, 
It's hard, but there's, there is a, uh, you know, the, hold on. Oh, I put the wrong notes on here. Okay, we're just going to wing this one. Um, so you're accountable um, to your actions, right? And then as we look at uh, the story, the, the, the last guy, um, let me see if I have this in here. Yeah, so the last guy says, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed, right? So he's afraid, and he went and he hid the talents in the ground. And he's like, I want nothing to do with this. So his perspective on the situation was, ah, you, can, you can go many different ways. One way I was thinking is, you know, he's, he sees the guy and he's like, you're harsh. You know, you're going to come just take all my money anyway, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to work for you. I'm not going to do what you told me. So his perspective is, if I don't get a cut, then I don't know, should I work for that? Should I work for you? Should I, should I do anything for you? Um, you know, it's not my, t I don't want to put my time into it because, you know, you know, he doesn't like me anyways. And he, he's just painting a bad picture for himself. Whereas you see the other two, I'm going to call them the, the five talent, talents and the two talents. So Mr. Five Talents goes right away. It says he takes his money, he received the five talents and went at once and traded with them. So his perspective is totally different. His perspective is like, man, I got all this money and I have all this time and I get to do business. I mean, maybe he, I mean, and again, he said, whatever. I know everybody, I know I do. I have a couple ideas in my back pocket that one day if I meet the right person, you know, I can just say, hey, like Michael Scott, I don't know you, you know Michael Scott, he's got an idea book. That there's, there's no real book. He's just like, hey, put that in my idea book. But I know we have ideas, and everyone has, like, if you had five months worth of, six months, we'll just make it six, around half a year of income, and then you don't have to work for the six months, and you can just go and do your thing, like, whatever that is, that's what these guys are doing. They're like, okay, I'm going to go and look at what I do have. What have I been given? And that's what they work on. So perspective is huge, and I know I have a, I have a hard time with this too because I'm the type of person that I know I know Jonathan would agree that uh, I don't intend to look at the negative side of things. I'm just trying to look out for the bad things that could happen, right? So I have to <laughs> make sure that I find them all, and then we can add it to the equation and do the right you know do the right thing. So. Um, that's my perspective. I'm, I'm positive. I think I'm positive. I just make sure I have to get all the bad things there so I know what to work from. Um, so the other thing about this is the, the um, God's personal, right? So he gives to each one their ability. And what's funny is when I read this, you know, another harsh truth was, I was like, oh my gosh, am I the one-talent guy or the five-talent guy? Like, I think I'm the five-talent guy, right? I'm the one that gets a lot of money because I got a lot of ideas that I can put in action. Um, but, I mean, I, as I think about it, I'm more like a one-talent guy. Um, 
But God knows us individually, right? He knows his servants, and he gave them, because he, he knew them. They're, they work for him. He probably talks to them a lot. Um, so he gave them what he thinks they can do, or what he knows they can do, really. Um, which is not a bad thing, because everyone's different. Like, we can't, that's why it's so important that we can't, we don't judge, because we don't, every single person has their own cultural background, their own parents, we didn't choose that, you know, or our own abilities. Like, we don't want to be looking at someone else's success or failures or whatever, because we're totally different. And if we were put in that situation, we have no idea what would have happened to us, you know? Like, um, you know, my parents, when I was growing up, they weren't always there, but my grandma was there all the time, right? She was taking care of us, taking us to the park. I mean, she would take me to, I used to love taquitos, take me to Green Burrito to get my taquitos, take my brother to McDonald's to get his nuggets, and take my sister, I don't even know where we went for her, but she would take us all to a different restaurant. And I was like, this is amazing, right? I love my grandma. And then there's other people that, you know, like, I mean, they don't, maybe they didn't even have grandparents. So the situations, and that can, you know, I don't know, it just plays out to where when I have my kids, do I expect my grandma or my mom or my grandma, my mom to do that to my kids? It's like, there's such a different situation because my mom is going to be so different than my grandma was to me. And just that generation. So, with the, with, with the personality God, you know, he knows us and he gave us the abilities and we all have our individual talents and it, it's a hard truth, but like, we're given what, it's a hard truth for me. Maybe, I'm just going to preach to myself for a second and just say, hey, it's a hard truth for me to know that, hey, I may not get what someone else gets, and I am, I have my own abilities, and I have my own talents, and I can do, you know, the thing that God wants me to do, and we're, we all have our specific mission. Um, the, the last thing here is that we're called to, um, we're called to action, Right? When, when he gives us the, the talents, or when, when the king gave the talents to his servants, he did say go and do. He didn't say, this last guy, the, the, the no talent, or the one talent guy, he didn't do anything, right? He went and he just dug a hole and put the money in. Now, I mean, it says in the little, uh, the notes there, um, the king says, you, you could have put my money in a bank and it got gained interest, right? So that's like, it's actually a, a bad thing in his eyes because he would have to, so, so you, the, the Jews aren't allowed to charge interest to another Jew, right? So this guy would have to work with a non-Jew in order to put the money in the bank and get the interest for the king. So has every, everyone watched The Chosen? Anyone watched Chosen? Some people, a lot of people. Gosh, who is this? Matthew? The accountant? Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. So anyways, his parents hate him. All the Jews hate him because he does the taxes for the Romans. And it's like, you're not supposed to do that. So that's, when, he's, when, when this king says, hey, you should have went to the bank, it's like, well, I wouldn't do that because that's like, in his mind, a negative, a negative thing. Like, I'm not going to break the law or the, the Jewish law. But the king comes down on him pretty harsh <clears throat> because he said, go and do something. Go and do business. 
and when he didn't do anything. That's worse in this situation as, as, the, as Jesus is telling us. It's worse to do nothing than it is to do something, right? He, the king is saying, hey, you could have done something. And it's, it goes back to the, the point previously that God's with us in what we're doing. Um, the king had authority, or the, the, the people were working in the king's authority as he was, you know, as they were doing business. And remembering that God's with us in that sometimes I'm the same way where I think of, again, all the negative things. Well, I, you know, where do I start? It's too big of a, a possibility, but you can get paralyzed like that one talent guy did. He got paralyzed and he couldn't, you know, go forth and do business because he didn't know what to do. Um, so stepping out, it's like a, a call to faith. Like, hey, I'm going to be with you. Go and do, and, and, and I want you to succeed. The, the king wanted him to succeed. So it was like, we have to remember that God is with us, and he is working with us and wanting us to, I mean, we have to take a leap of faith, basically. I mean, we've been given, it, we've been given all that we need, um, so, there's, I have some questions, <clears throat> but I'm not sure how to do them. So there's a, there's, a, there's a couple questions I wanted to leave you with, like some action steps. I was thinking there might be tables here, but there's not, so there's no group discussion. Um, so part of the question that we were going to do um, as a group, I'll just read them off. Um, but when I read this, I heard one thing, right? So I was kind of wanting to know what you guys hear. Like, what do you hear? Um, in that, do you have anything valuable? And are you using what you've been given, right? Um, as in, you know, are you walking around with the royal guard and a bag full of cash mindset as you go through life, you know? Like, the Holy Spirit has empowered us, and God is always with us. So when you go out into the street or go out, are you thinking with that mindset? Like, you know, like you have authority, and you're, you are doing, you know, God's work. Um, and then... As, as it was hard for me with my tithing, like, are you treating everything as a gift? And are you stewarding everything you have as a gift? Um, sometimes it's funny because I've been trying to do a budget at my house for a long time, and I just get, there's so much stuff. So I'm trying to do that, but it's like, when it's, if it's like the church finances, I'm going to put all the time and try and do that really good. And then when it comes to my stuff, it's like, oh, man, I got to get to that. I really got to get to that. So it's kind of like, are you, are, you, have you, are you treating it as if it's not yours? For some reason, I feel like some things, yeah, like with the church finances or whatever, like I'm trying to treat that as like, yes, I'm trying to, you know, as best as I can take care of that. So in a sense, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to treat it as like I'm stewarding it, trying to steward it well. Um, and I need to try to steward my own my own finances a little better. Um, so then, so those were the questions that we were supposed to talk about. So we're going to skip on to the action ones, um, which is throughout the week. Uh, you know, where are you? Where are you with this message? And where are you, 
in you know in your abilities and you are you recognizing what you have um, and with you know the message how you know what's your how has your perspective been with what you've been given um, by God and, and working, like, like we were saying, in the Holy Spirit, like, have you been given something valuable? Are you acting like that? Are you using your talents, you know? Like, are you really actively engaged in, like, being fully who you are to the community and to everyone around you? Um, and if not, yeah, how will it change next week? How will next week... Uh, be different if you if there was something you took from you know the message um, and you apply it how will it be how will it be different